Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Faye. Faye, I hope you have an awesome birthday. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is The Green Woman. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Emerald, but most people call her The Green Woman. Before you ask, yes, she is green from head to toe, and she wears green clothes. Even her hair is green. As you might remember, Persephone brings spring to freshwater, but the green woman is responsible for growing the flowers. Once Persephone shows up and brings spring, the green woman arrives, and she is always on time. It was coming to the end of winter, and Emerald was getting ready to make the journey to Freshwater to grow some flowers. She couldn't wait to see all her friends there. Persephone, Farmer MacDonald, Holly Cow, Aramis, Zala, everybody. Just as she was about to set off from her winter home, a loud voice called out to her. Green woman, there's a baby bird stuck at the top of a tower. 
Now, Emerald didn't recognize the voice, but if a baby bird was in trouble, she was definitely going to help. She asked where the tower was, and the voice told her, Far north of Freshwater, where the snow still falls. Please, hurry! Emerald hurried north. She didn't stop to make any flowers bloom. She had to help the baby bird first. She reached a tall, ice-covered tower far north of Freshwater. Snow fell all around. She raced up to the top, where she thought she'd find a baby bird. Instead, she found a cold and empty room. And then the door slammed behind her. She tried to open it, but it was locked from the other side. And then the door froze closed. She went to the window, and outside she saw an enormous frost giant. He was 50 feet tall and covered in icicles. He had an icy beard that looked like a frozen waterfall and icy blue eyes with a cruel glint. The frost giant loved only wintry things, cold, snow, and ice. He hated when spring came because he melted into a thousand water droplets and it took him months to get back to being a whole giant made of frost and ice and snow. The frost giant wasn't powerful enough to stop Persephone from bringing spring, but he could stop Emerald from making the flowers grow. And he was so cold and mean that he wanted to stop anyone from feeling that special, lovely feeling when you see a tulip or smell a rose. Green woman, you are trapped. Now there shall be no flowers at all. <laughs> when the frost giant spoke, the whole tower quaked. With that, the frost giant stomped up a frozen hill. Emerald tried a hundred ways to get out of that tower, but she was truly stuck. Flowers everywhere didn't grow. The trouble reached all the way to fresh water. Well into spring, the flowers were still not growing. After trying to escape for weeks, Emerald tried to bring tiny flowers to life in the tower. She helped the seeds sprout and grow and spent the whole day tending to her flowers. But every night, the frost giant blew a layer of ice over the whole tower and all Emerald's little flowers died of cold. It was enough to make anyone sad. Emerald, most of all, because she needed to help the flowers bloom in freshwater and beyond. She was being held prisoner, and blossoms wouldn't come until she was free. One day, while the frost giant was dozing off, and Emerald was growing some snowdrops, which were just about to bloom, there came a little sound on the window. Emerald looked out. There, at the window was a little bumblebee. What are you doing here, little bee? Emerald said, pulling open the window to let the bee inside. Bzzz, 
I'm here to cheer you up. The bumblebee landed on Emerald's open hand and walked in a little circle before sitting down. The bumblebee was fuzzy with black and yellow stripes and big eyes. Her little wings shimmered. What's your name, little bee? Buzz, Beatrice. I'm Emerald. Buzz, I know you are. You're the green woman. Then Beatrice told Emerald how word had spread among the trees, animals, and insects that the green woman was imprisoned by the frost giant. I thought you must be sad, and even though I'm too small to help you escape, I thought at least I could make you smile, Beatrice explained. Emerald thanked Beatrice. She really did need cheering up. So Beatrice did what bees love to do best. She danced. Beatrice shook her bee booty and buzzed around doing bumblebee ballet. Emerald smiled and giggled. <laughs> Beatrice's dance was delightful. Beatrice started bopping from flower to flower, dancing on each little bloom. She got pollen all over her tiny furry legs, but that didn't bother her. She kept dancing and bopping, floating and tapping from flower to flower. The green woman laughed. Even the flowers seemed to be enjoying the dance. They were radiantly blooming. Eventually, Beatrice got tired and had to take a break from dancing. She sat in Emerald's hand and caught her breath. <sighs> Thank you so much, sweet Beatrice. I feel much better, Emerald said. It'll be night soon. And the frost giant will blow a big frost up the whole tower. So, once you're rested, you'd better fly home. Bzzz. But I'll come back tomorrow to dance for you again. Beatrice buzzed out the window and Emerald watched her fly away. She knew that the sweet little snowdrops she had grown wouldn't survive the night. She couldn't bear to watch them wither when the frost came. So she went to sleep. In the morning, Emerald got up, expecting to see withered snowdrops. But something amazing had happened. The snowdrops' little white and purple flowers were still blooming. There was a tap, tap, tap at the window. It was Beatrice. Emerald let Beatrice in and showed her the amazing flowers. They had somehow survived the frost that the giant made every night. Beatrice, I think your dance kept them alive, Emerald exclaimed. Bzz, my dance saved the flowers? Beatrice asked, amazed. Yes, they need to be pollinated. Then they'll be strong enough to survive the frost. That gives me an idea. Emerald explained her plan to Beatrice. The green woman would grow as many flowers as she could, and Beatrice would dance over all of them. Emerald grew bloodroot, coltsfoot, hepatica, and trout lily. 
She grew painted trillium, blue cohosh, squirrel corn, and foam flower, and Beatrice danced over all of them. She danced her furry feet on every blossom, and the flowers kept blooming. Emerald even grew flowering vines. Clematis and jessamine and wisteria. When Beatrice danced on the flowers of the vines, they started to grow out of the window of the tower. Emerald and Beatrice kept working, and soon the plants were growing all over the outside of the tower, melting the ice. The frost giant stomped over to the tower and blew a frost on the plants, but they kept blooming and growing. The frost giant blew and blew and blew, but the plants did not freeze. The frost giant blew so much snow and ice out of himself that he started to shrink. The plants kept growing, melting the ice tower, and the frost giant shrunk down to the size of a snowball. The tower melted completely away, leaving a beautiful wildflower meadow behind. Emerald carried Beatrice in her hand and walked over to where the frost giant, er, well, frost no longer giant, was. Emerald picked the snowball-sized frost giant up and tossed him into a creek. Beatrice and Emerald were exhausted, but happy. They spent the afternoon resting in the field of wildflowers before Emerald started walking toward freshwater, bringing the flowers with her. Beatrice and Emerald are still the best of friends. They spend every spring and summer in freshwater, making flowers bloom all over town. The green woman is always welcome in freshwater, and she couldn't do what she does without bumblebees like Beatrice. That was The Green Woman, written and produced by Tessa Flannery, performed and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grownups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and remember, I believe in you.